Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hi, this is Bill Wills. And I'm Mike Snyder. Thanks for checking out Cleveland's Morning News with Wills and Snyder. We're around daily, 5 to 9, news, sports, traffic and weather on the 10s. Mike, a lot of going on, right? Yeah, there always is. And we've got the latest in sports. Of course, what's going on with the Tribe, what may be happening with the Cavs and the Browns. And then, of course, we have the news and we get you around town with traffic on the 10s. Be sure to follow us here on the podcast and get the episode each and every day. And join us if you can on Twitter. I'm Bill Wills at WTAM 1100. And I'm at Snyder E1100. Today's Wills and Snyder in Cleveland's Morning News. Glad to have you with us. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. News you can use on your money with the latest this morning from Bloomberg. Blowing up this morning, 364. Price to beat for a gallon of gas. More on your money at WTAM.com. Keyword money. Trending coming up. These theme parks say you got to quit dropping your kids off, right, Scoop? Yes, and a rowdy teenagers in Six Flags has a way to fix this. A little costly. We'll tell you about that coming up. We're at 510. Your WTAM 1100. Traffic and weather together on the 10s. Here's Pat Butler. Thank you, Bill. Next traffic update in 10 minutes at 520. Pat Butler, WTAM. AM traffic on 1100 AM and 106.9 FM. Not like yesterday weather. Cleveland 3 News meteorologist Holly Stranos is partly sunny sky. Slight chance of an isolated shower will be in the 70s. 60 this morning. Guardians with a split of that doubleheader yesterday. Mike Snyder Sports, his take coming up. This is Cleveland's Morning News with Wills and Snyder. Here's what's trending at WTAM.com. Evidently, some parents just drop their kids off at theme parks like Cedar Point, Six Flags. <laughs> yes. Right, Scoot Race? Yes, and the CEO of CEO of Six Flags, Salim uh, Basul, Basul uh, said that his Six Flags has just become a daycare center for teenagers. And the way to get these rowdy teenagers from disrupting the park is draw in wealthier, wealthier clientele. Raise the price. Yes, and here is Yahoo, report, right? Yahoo Finance. Six Flags CEO, and they blamed weaker attendance on a new initiative to push out rowdy teenagers. Okay, all right, so shares here on the day, they are up by about 4%. I mean, look, you should be doing everything you can to engage with teenagers or any family that's coming to Six Flags. I don't know how rowdy things can be. I mean, everybody is looking for looking out for their safety, hopefully in an environment where you do know that there is some heavy machinery that is in the experience. Now, at the same time, yeah, people are going to go there. They're going to have fun. It's really about how you as a company are doing the best possible the best possible engagement strategy in initiating that so that your employees better understand how to engage, how to initiate a lot of that contact with not just perspective, but on the ground type of customers as well that are that are there, that are enjoying the park. Blah, blah, blah. You can't drop your kids off at a theme park. Bottom line. Would you, right? Yes, but do you remember in that Six Flags in Texas they had that fight? The, 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 the fights that were going on in there? But... 
this is what they're going to do now, I guess, for the fall, which Cedar Point already does. They're going to have a Fright Fest they're doing, and they're going to have Oktoberfest, which Cedar Point has done in the past. But Six Flags, they're going to try to bring in, you know... You know, some more wealthier clientele and try raise to, the price. Try to chase out. out the rowdy teenagers. Uh, Wills Insider Facebook page. Love to connect with you there on that. Also, WillsInsider.com. You can check that uh, story out. Scoot, thanks much. You're welcome. All right, 515. Let's get to sports. Mike Snyder is in. Doubleheader yesterday with the Tigers. Yeah, and the Guardians have to settle for a split bill. They lose the nightcap as the bullpen faltered. 7-5, the final in the second game. Eli Morgan, well, he has just been struggling. He yielded back-to-back homers to Jonathan Scope and Kerry Carpenter in the sixth inning, and that broke a 3-3 tie, and Detroit went on to win the game by that 7-5 score. In that game, rookie Xavier Curry, in his big league debut, worked five innings, allowing just three runs. Uh, he pitched all right. Now, in game one, pitching better than all right was Aaron Savali, a strong six innings, allowing just one run, and then in the seventh, the game was tied one aside, two on, two out. The guy who went at the plate in that situation, Andres Jimenez. Now the set and the pitch. Swung on, hit high, hit deep to right. It's got a chance. Gone. A towering three-run home run to right by Andres Jimenez. He has come through again and again and again. He really has. Uh, the numbers don't lie. He also homered in the second game. He has 56 runs batted in. 29 have come with two outs. Now, the Guardians and Tigers continue their series tonight at 7-10. Zach Plesak tries again to get win number three. You can hear it right here in free on the iHeartRadio app. Now, both the Twins and White Sox were winners yesterday, so the Guardians' lead is now two games over their division rivals. Well, it's been nearly two weeks since appeals officer Peter Harvey has had the Deshaun Watson case in his hand. Still no decision at least publicly from him. The belief seems to be is this. He's made a decision but he is waiting to see if Watson and the league can reach a settlement. Last week the word got out that Watson would settle for an eight game and eight game suspension. Five million dollar fine. The league evidently would have none of that and has maintained it once a year long suspension. So time moves on. Still no decision. One would expect one of those at some point this week. More on the Browns in a moment. Meanwhile in college football the AP preseason poll is out. Bama 1, Ohio State 2, Georgia 3, Clemson is 4, Notre Dame number 5, Michigan number 8. Ohio State opens the season hosting 5th-ranked Notre Dame on September 3rd. Home of the Guardians and the Cavs, Mike Snyder, WTAM Sports. This Browns training camp report is brought to you by Hofbra House. The party's always brewing at Hofbra House. Well, the Browns have preseason game 2 coming up on Sunday when they host the Eagles, but that game is really of little importance the game that really counts will be on the practice field with joint practice sessions between the teams Thursday and Friday. Here's Coach Stefanski. I've talked to a few of the players about it. Uh, the guys that were here last year kind of know the program and how it works. And guys coming from different teams, I'm sure a lot of people are doing similar programs. Uh, but, yeah, there's, there's great value in it. Um, and we feel like week two is the right time to do it. And to really exemplify the point of why the practice sessions are more meaningful than the preseason game, the coach says Jacoby Brissett and the starters will practice against Philly but won't play in Sunday's game. Today, it's a 2 o'clock practice in Berea. With today's training camp report, I'm Mike Snyder. If you're a Madden fan, you probably know this. The digital-only Madden NFL 23 All Madden Edition releases today. Xbox Series X and S and one PlayStation actual game release happens on Friday. 
News Radio WTAM 1100. This is Bill Wells bringing our political analyst Steve Roberts going back to last week and really historic with the FBI raid at a former president's home. And then um, I, I thought rather stunning. The attorney general had to come out and talk about this. Some. So let's put all this together, Steve. Let me get your take on Garland here, first of all. It, it looked and really felt like he was feeling the pressure to, to protect his people. Yes, but let's also remember that just a couple of weeks ago, it was the liberals who were attacking Merrick Garland. They were saying he's not moving fast enough to indict Donald Trump. He's not uh, listening to the evidence from the January 6th hearings. Um, and they were very upset with him. And uh, today it's the Republicans who are upset with him. And, you know, when both sides are upset with you, it's a pretty good rule of thumb that you're doing a good job. That's not always true, but I do think it's true in this case. He actually says, I follow the law. I follow the facts. And earlier this summer, he was, liberals were angry with him. Now conservatives are angry with him. Interestingly enough, you know, if you go back to how Donald Trump treated his attorneys general, Trump had no idea of, of, of this. Trump fired several attorneys general because they wouldn't do his political bidding. He fired Jeff Sessions. He was furious with Bill Barr when Bill Barr said there was no evidence of uh, tampering with the election. Uh, He tried, in fact, to replace um, the interim attorney general, Jeffrey Rosen, in the last days of his administration because Rosen um, uh, wouldn't uh, do his bidding. But the history of, of attorney generals, the tradition is that they, yes, they are appointed by a president, but they don't work for that president their 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 first allegiance is to the law and this attorney general unlike you know um, you know uh, some others has been following the law and he's gets both sides angry with him uh, wasn't garland the one that obama wanted to get on the court and and mcconnell yeah. wouldn't have the hearing right exactly same guy he had been a federal uh, federal court judge in washington been around a long time has a reputation for being very 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 cautious one of the reasons obama nominated him to the court was he was considered a pretty moderate guy and you know obama knew he would face opposition and he thought maybe he'd get him through and of course he didn't because mcconnell blocked it but um you know the, the larger political um uh, drama that's playing out here, Bill. It's fascinating because both sides see an opening here. On the Trump side, and both sides see it because uh, they see this incident as reinforcing campaign themes they've already advanced for a long time. For Trump, this is the same old song. See, they're out to get us. See, the deep state is our enemy. See, you know, we are, we are the victims here of the abuse of power. He has sent out more than two dozen fundraising uh, messages already. There are people selling defund the FBI merchandise, right? And it's all playing to this very powerful idea that has been at the core of Trump's political life from the beginning. It's us against them, and they're out to get us. On the Democratic side, their message is, see, we told you Trump cannot be trusted. The key argument here from the Democratic side, Bill, is character. It's Look, this is one more example, as if you needed it, that Trump cannot be trusted. Trump is, is, is unreliable, and the country is not safe when Trump is the president. So both sides see this opportunity to reinforce narratives that have been there for a while. Political analyst Steve Roberts on it. Steve, thanks much. Okay, my friend. Go, go. 
Well, she has come on strong. Remember the Grand Ole Opry now? Carly Pierce will be at the iHeartRadio Music Festival, and you could be there, too. Got a shot to win a trip today? Three times. Give you a chance to win a trip at the iHeartRadio Music Festival. Plus a thousand bucks in spending cash. At 9-1-5 today, you hear the keyword. You text to 200-200. Got round-trip airfare, ground transportation, two nights hotel at the Park MGM. Two tickets to the daytime stage, and two tickets for both shows, September 23rd, 24th. Viva Las Vegas. Good luck from the big one, WTAM 1100. You'll see Carly Pierce. Breakfast for your brain. Let's talk Bitcoin. Aaron Real is in. I just Googled, so here's some headlines. Bitcoin miner posting a big loss. Bitcoin miners are in distress. Bitcoin top 25,000 for the first time since June. Jamie Dimon, JP Morgan, warning of stress. This thing says Bitcoin 24,101. Okay, Aaron, what's all this mean? <laughs> that is the trading price. It is back above 20000 And you said right before before uh, I came on that you, you Googled it, you didn't understand it, you won't invest it. And I have to be honest, that is the most prudent financial advice anyone could give. I think if you don't understand something, it's also what Warren Buffett does. Yep. He doesn't. If you don't get it, don't enter it. And I think it's so smart. And I have to be honest, researching this, I we all know a little bit about Bitcoin. A digital currency. Yeah. Something like a fiat currency. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Get it. Yeah. Well, the nuance you could write many a novel with. It is very, very nuanced. But the, to give you some bullet points, you know, it is having this little bit of a rebound. Mostly, though, with institutional investors, which is interesting. So Bitcoin had added 16% over the past couple of months. That's where you see it at that 24 per 24,000, a little bit hovering yeah. around there or below yeah. per coin. Yeah. And this is down from the 69,000 that it saw in November. So it went super, super high. And we all know that these cryptocurrencies are very volatile. They go up, they go down. So if you have a super high risk tolerance, then it's for you. If you understand this, this is great. But you brought up mining as well. Mining is a whole nother bag that takes a tremendous amount of energy and is is very, very, very difficult. There's It's a 16 combination basically numbers and letters and everything and you need all this computing power to do it so that's not necessarily your best play unless you really really know what you're doing and very few people do but the fact that major institutions are on board you know you have jp morgan chase you have uh, morgan stanley goldman sachs they are among the firms these old guard true blue banks that are dedicating groups for cryptocurrency but more than that it's underlying blockchain Blockchain has really stood out to me in this research because it's the ledger that basically says you've done this, you've done that, and it's all digital and it can't be faked or it's extraordinarily hard to fake. So that seems to have a lot of value in it. But more recently, BlackRock, the massive, massive investment institution, they have partnered with Coinbase. Coinbase is where you can buy and sell cryptocurrencies. And they did this in order to make it easier for their institutional investors, things like pension funds, municipalities, massive institutional investors with billions of dollars. And they did this so they can manage and trade Bitcoin. And and it followed another announcement that the asset manager is also offering its first ever investment product directly in the Bitcoin token. Now, this is big because it means more people will be on board. And also the Fed sits up and listens when, when these institutions are involved. 
But a lot of the wounds for those retail investors, the guys day trading, the girls day trading, everyone from home just picking up a little here and there, and were so excited when they had so much money at $69,000 for Bitcoin and then lost 70%. Those people aren't jumping back in the cryptocurrency bandwagon as quickly. Yeah, I, 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 I get it. There's something there. I just don't know what it is, so I'm not in it. But you're right. There, a lot of these big old banks are, are, are getting involved somehow. The problem is trying to get somebody to buy it. I mean, I was at lunch with a guy who was showing me his app, which looked like my TD Ameritrade app with, uh, with stocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very and he, yeah. He, okay, so he shows me how much his Bitcoin is. I said, great. So the check came. I said, can you pay for that? Well, no, that's not the way it works. Well, wait a minute. If you can't pay for something with it, why do you have it? But, you know. It's a good question. It's kind of like saying, how come you can't pay for lunch with Berkshire Hathaway stock? Yeah. It doesn't mean sure. it's not valuable. It just needs to be converted okay. into something. And right. currently, you know, you have Venmo and PayPal, which accept and let you pay in Bitcoin. Also, companies that accept it, Microsoft, Overstock, Whole Foods, Etsy, Starbucks. And basically, the more the digital payments with your phone come on board, the more likely it is that people will become accustomed to this. But you're 100% correct. If you can't pay the bill and don't know how to do it quickly, it, it's difficult. I actually downloaded the, uh, the well, I had Venmo, and I, I started playing with it because I was like, maybe I should just buy, you know, $1 yeah. of Bitcoin just to research. Yeah. Oh, boy. And my hesitancy came when they asked you for your Social Security and all this other stuff. Yeah. I was like, oh, man, and we don't yeah. necessarily have a clear yeah. way of taxing this. And uh, listen, I, I, I'm very conservative when it comes to investing, and this is too scary for me. Uh, Aaron, I loved it. Uh, I, I'm, I really appreciate you saying that was 100% right. I've never heard that, even from my wife, but I uh, <laughs> I appreciate that. All right, you th thank you much. You buy it first, and let me know how it works out for you, okay? <laughs> right, yeah. All right, take care. Aaron Rial with me on WTAM 11. I get it. There's a lot of people, Mike Snyder, that just, yeah. this is it. You, you, don't, you have no idea that you're not on board. You just don't get right. it, Bill. Come on. But that's fine with me. So I'm far, okay. I'm, I'm fine with it. I don't need to go to Starbucks and pay for it with Bitcoin. So if I, but now hold on, if I'll buy one, if I get one of these Bitcoins, can I sell it to you? Not yet. Okay, all right. Well, then I'm not going to get one. All right, following a story this morning out of uh, Madison Village with an explosion and a, a concrete plan. Let's bring in uh, Cleveland News Austin Love. He's there this morning. Austin, where are you and what do we know? Yeah, hey, good morning to you, Bill. Happy to be on with you. Yeah, we're, we're in Madison Village right now at, uh, it's called Chem Masters. And uh, if you go to Twitter, I just retweeted something of, of this video that took place last night. This, where I talked to the police chief here, excuse me, the fire chief here, and he said that this um, massive fire that did have explosions with it, I mean, the video of this fire is just really impressive, the size and magnitude of it. took place last night, started about 9.50, and uh, really this morning, uh, they did bring a lot of crews out here overnight, really fighting this all throughout the night, and um, I think I got here by about 3.30, 4 o'clock, and um, especially at this time, very well contained at this point. A little fire that we're seeing right now, just, you know, how, how these things work, of just how big these buildings are. A little fires here and there, but there's one crew um, that remains just to put f uh, water on this uh, building from time to time, but the, the big question that a lot of people had was that this is taking place at a chemical plant. They, you know, they, they make concrete sealants and adhesives, but 
Um, this wasn't a chemical fire, which really is the good news. This could have been so much worse if it was, but um, this the, the actual fire took place in a warehouse that stored dry materials, but uh, the, their goal here was to make sure that it didn't extend, it didn't get to other parts of the building, especially near that chemical area where it could have been a chemical fire, and it could have really been not only a big situation for this company, but for this township here in, in Madison. So um, a lot of people qu- asked online, and I think one of the big questions that we had is why there were no evacuations in this situation. And that's number one, that it wasn't a chemical thing, so they, they didn't um, feel the need that this was being in the air and it wasn't going to be a uh, pollutant for people around here. And also the fact that um, it's a, it's, there's no homes really in the proximity uh, of this area. It's about uh, you know a quarter mile, I believe, is the next home. But, you know, thankfully, this could have, this could have been a lot worse, um, and no injuries were reported. Hazmat was on scene. They also did speak with the EPA. Um, but, yeah, right now they're just trying – they're going to be doing an investigation, I believe, when the sun does come up and how exactly this started at Chem Masters in Madison. Lake County Sheriff's Department asking you this to stay away. I mean, we're talking about it, but, you know, people want to look at something. Why they don't need that this morning sure. as, uh, as the sun is up. All right, uh, Cleveland 3 News, Austin Love, good reporting and a belated congratulations on the wedding and the first pitch, too, by the way. Thank you, Bill. I appreciate it. Thank you, my friend. I did those in the correct order, I think. The wedding, then the first pitch, right? No, the other way around. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, Austin, thanks much. Yeah, recently got married and also had a chance throughout the first pitch down at the Guardians game. Cleveland 3 News, Austin Love. All right, coming up, a little something about The Godfather. Maybe you knew, maybe you didn't know. Entertainment news, names, notes trending first. Here's uh, Jason Nathanson. The Dragons invaded London last night, a red carpet premiere for the Game of Thrones prequel, House of the Dragon. I will not be made to choose between my brother my daughter. And star Paddy Considine says, thank God, the show is almost out. When you take on a job like this, there's so many secrets that you carry in. And people want to, you to give them spoilers and things like that, you know. So it would just be a massive relief to go, it's out now, watch it, and leave me alone. House of the Dragon premieres Sunday night on HBO. Turns out we're all wrong about one of Adele's biggest hits. Hello. Her song, Hello, not about calling up a former flame. In a video for Elle magazine, the singer says it's about talking to her younger self before she became famous and a mom. These years you'd like to me to go over everything. Lena Dunham's latest movie, Sharp Stick, available today for streaming rental. And entertainment icon Madonna is 64 today. Jason Nathan's at ABC News. Oh, oh, 64. Madonna. Wow. 60. Wonder she's, that? When's she going to take Social Security? Oh, she's man. She's going to do it at 67 <laughs> or wait till she's 72. Yeah, she'll wait till she gets the full payment. You look back Madonna, at her. 64. When Dick, when Dick Clark introduced her wow. on American Bandstand, what was it, 82? Wow. I think or 80, they had 82, 83 or something. 64. <laughs> Scooter hey, Reese, producer extraordinaire alongside, you're a big fan of The Godfather. Both of you guys like oh, me. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Thing, right? There's a uh, quick little story. Diane Keaton, who's in a, uh, was it Mac and Rita, the new movie that uh, came out about a week or two ago. Diane Keaton spilling the beans a bit on The Godfather. Said she was uh, honored last week. She put her hand and footprint in at the, uh, the the Chinese theater thing out in Hollywood, where they all do that at the walk. She mentioned during a uh, brief interview about her career and spilled some secret tea to People magazine. She says she didn't even read The Godfather book before auditioning. She said, I think the kindest thing that someone has ever done for me is I got cast to be in The Godfather. I didn't even read it. I didn't know a single thing about it. I was just going around to auditions. And they said, why don't you try this role? <laughs> and so I read for it. It was amazing. What an experience. She played the wife of Michael Corleone. Mm-hmm. The biggest reason Al Pacino got the part, the studio didn't like him, was because of the chemistry with Keaton. 
at the time when they read back and forth. Yes. But she never read the book. Yes. Didn't know anything about The Godfather. He's looking for a job. And you can watch them do their scenes together. They have behind the scenes of The Godfather, and there they are doing their test scenes together. It was pretty good. Had some chemistry. Yeah, they did. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. And now, five good minutes. With our buddy Terry Pluto, Cleveland Plain Dealer, Cleveland.com. Great place to read him and follow him on Twitter as well, at Terry Pluto. Bill Wills, Mike Snyder alongside. Terry, good morning. Hello there, Mr. Wells. Let us talk about this exciting young baseball team. You wrote a great piece about the uh, the breath of fresh air. I, I want to requote Tom Hamilton a little bit. He had a conversation with Jack Morris, long time with the Tigers twins too, and uh, uh, he's doing the Tigers baseball now. and uh, And he was talking mm-hmm. about this the young Guardians team, and he said some of the teams he was on very young. Uh, you know the, the whole experience thing, yes. But when you're young, you don't you don't know you're not supposed to be someplace, and and you're just out playing baseball. And this this young team is showing that fun fun game, uh, Tier. Yeah, and that, when I in that piece of Chris Anthony I said, well, the key part is you know teams can all go young. You have to go young with good players. And the remarkable thing is when I looked at some of the other teams that have tried it of late, uh, Detroit being one. They've been all over the place, and I think they've had one winning season the last seven. Uh, Baltimore finally has a winning team this year. After the previous five, they've lost like 110, 115, 108. Pittsburgh is stuck. Kansas City. It's You can get bad and stay bad a long time, and these Guardians in different ways, and, and the way this team looks now, you know, this is their 10th year together with Terry Francona and, and this front office. And they've had one losing season, five trips to the playoffs. It's remarkable. It really is. And, Terry, you know, it's been fun to watch a lot of the position players, but mm-hmm. they've, they've had 14 players make their major league debuts this year, and here they are two games in, in front in first place. Usually if you hear something like that, oh, go boy. Yeah. Lose 105 games and, and that, and there, there they are competing, and – uh, I mean, the, remar- the, the really mar- remarkable thing, too, is like you look at Andres uh, Jimenez, and uh, this is a right now, I'm not saying he's going to have a total career like Jose Ramirez, but if you look at his production at the age of 23, it's very similar to how Jose Ramirez had his breakthrough year in 2016 at the same age. Mm. And you look at some of these other guys, too, on the team. I mean, they are good young players. I'm not sure we've had a player quite like Stephen Kwan in a long time. Uh, yeah. The leadoff hitter with the speed. Because uh, now Kenny Lawson was remarkable. I'm not going that direction, but this guy's uh, unique. And uh, just guys like Josh Naylor and, and of course, uh, Rosario. The ben- one of the biggest surprises to me is watch this guy. You know, he's one of these players, too, I think, that got uh, unfairly labeled in New York, which is a tough place to play. Because I look back at the stats, they weren't uh, that much worse than in Cleveland. But all I ever heard from there, he was bad fundamentally and this and that. And this guy just plays so hard all the time. He's a good hitter. I love him. But, you know, you get to the base, and prior to the young man making his big league debut yesterday, the starters in the previous 
nine games, Terry. The starting pitching had allowed just eight runs. That's still the base for this team, isn't it? Yes, that's what allows them to go and, and make that move, you know, from being just a young team hoping. But I will say you never underestimate uh, Class A. He is close to being the MVP on this team because when they get a lead in the late innings, and also the way it's set up now with extra innings running around second base, I mean, he's, he's probably the best closer in baseball. Uh, he's just unique, and that way if the game's close, you, you let him, Class A, close it out. All right, let's move along to the Browns right now, Terry. Uh, some injuries at the center position. Of course, uh, everything, you know, you look out there, and I know there's a lot of things going on with this team that are, are good on the field, but there's that yeah. Watson cloud, and that just really seems to affect everything, doesn't it? It does, because you could go and talk about, boy, uh, Emerson made that nice interception, ran the ball back, and uh, Jerome Ford was impressive, and you know, I I, have to, I had never seen Joshua Dobbs play before, and I'm not, not going to go way out on a limb, but uh, Joshua Dobbs showed me in that Jacksonville game that if you need to, you, you could put him in the game. He could probably do a decent job, at least as a backup for a little while. But, you know, here we are, was it two weeks now? We're yep. waiting for the NFL appeal and that. And, uh, everybody, I think, just has a migraine when they start to think about it. Terry Pluto, ClevelandDealerCleveland.com. Follow him on Twitter, at Terry Pluto. Good stuff. Terry, thanks, pal. Guys. More on the Guardians later, 845 this morning when Jim Rosenhouse checks in. This is Cleveland's Morning News with Wills and Snyder. Here's what's trending at WTAM.com. Scooter Reese, producer extraordinaire. We'd love to connect with you. Wills and Snyder Facebook, WillsandSnyder.com. And what are we going to see when we get there, Scotty? Well, Six Flags, Bill, ain't to raise prices to eliminate the rowdy teenagers and their CEO, Salim Basul. He was on an earnings call with his analysts. And their new approach is, hey, you want to get rid of these rowdy teenagers? We're going to raise the rates and attempt to draw in wealthier clientele. I love that. And he made the statement, my Six Flags is not a daycare center for teenagers. <laughs> Evidently, and I guess this is a trend at Cedar Point or wherever else you get these, you know, the summer passes. Right. I am told... Some parents just <clears throat> drop the kids off <clears throat> and, you know, come pick them up at, at 10, 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. 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 I get there at 10 and here's I'll your, see you. Here's your cash card loaded for the day. I'll see you. Dad and I are going to go do something else, or Mom and I are going to do something else. Yes. Drop them off at 10 a.m. and they don't come back till wow. 10 at night. And it's become such a problem at, uh, at Six Flags that it uh, it, it came yeah. up on the earnings call yesterday. Yeah, they because recently they have had them fights yeah. at that Six Flags. That is right. not good. Wilson Center Facebook, you can check that out and connect that way. Scoot, thanks much. You're welcome. All right. News Radio WTAM 1100. This is Bill Wills. We live with our smartphones, and we're worried when we can't find them all of a sudden. Well, how about needing to repair one? Then you're really worried. Well, hold on. John Matarese, who don't waste your money, consumer guy for News 5, has posted an interesting story about maybe some uh, do-it-yourself when it comes to some fixes for your for your smartphone. John, what, what can and, and what can't we do? Well, what's happened, Bill, is that Apple and Samsung have finally given in to demand from uh, consumers and also a little pressure from the government who said, hey, make your smartphones available for people to repair on their own. You know, until this year, you could not buy, as the general public, you could not buy parts for an iPhone. If you say, you know, I want to fix something in it, I want to change the screen, uh, the general public could not do that. So they've just recently made it available. You can go to Apple's website. You can order parts for an iPhone. Uh, you can also do the same with most galaxies where you order the parts. You can fix it yourself 
Oh, boy, Bill. Uh -oh. <laughs> I don't know if you want to try that. No. I'd be worried about, you know, properly doing it, the warranty and that sort of thing. But I guess on one hand, for the screen and some of these other things, it is nice they've loosened up a little bit for us, right? Yes, it is yeah. nice that they're allowing people to do it. But I tell you, we went to a smartphone repair shop, and a guy walked me through the process of changing the screen on an iPhone. Yeah. That's the most common repair. You yeah. drop it, the screen breaks. Right. It is unbelievable. It is un First of all, you need all these tiny, tiny screwdrivers. You use the wrong screwdriver, you've just destroyed those screws. So you need the tiny screwdrivers. Then once you open it, there's all these ribbon wires, very fine ribbon wires. If you don't know how to properly unplug them, You'll break them. And there's so many things you can break on that phone and just destroy it. I mean, at that point, just trying to replace a screen that, sure, you can buy for $50. Uh, you try to do it on your own. There are so many things that you can break if you're not really a tech kind of guy who has worked on electronics before. Did I see Apple even has this uh, th this repair station that they'll send to you, but you got to send it back? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for $49, they'll ship you a whole repair station, which includes like a holder for the phone. It includes all the tools, the screwdrivers, magnifying glass. $49, you rent the station, and then you have to go to UPS and ship the thing back. So, I mean, it's nice that they provide that equipment, so you're not going to just butcher up your phone. Yeah. But really, the work involved, I'm sorry. I'll go to a repair shop, yeah. an authorized repair shop, yeah. give them 150 bucks, and say, hey, Change the screen on my phone. John Matarisa, <laughs> don't waste your money. Consumer guy uh, over at News 5. Posting the story. Follow him on Twitter. Like him on Instagram, Facebook as well. Good info. John, thanks much. All right. Great talking, Bill. Keep on trucking with Valley Ford Truck. Morning news with Wills and Steiner. This is Bill Wills, Scott Scooter East, producer extraordinaire. Alongside Mike, I have a quick story about Wayne Gretzky. A little uh, sports note for you. This right. Hockey legend Wayne Gretzky is being sued over an alleged lie he made about losing weight by chewing gum. Steven Sparks has filed a lawsuit in Los Angeles claiming that uh, Gretzky said natural gum used to manage weight is what he has done. He's been a spokesperson, I guess, for a product. Okay. Uh, he said that Wayne made, his, uh, made the lie up about the gum to help him lose 35 pounds, which claims Gretzky did a, to boost the company's stock after purchasing some of it. Gretzky admitted the weight loss was fabricated, Ooh. caused the company to tank, so this guy's now suing him. So Gretzky well. admits, I guess, that he wow. you know, made the whole story up about chewing gum to lose weight. So this guy's suing for like $10 million. Well, well see, now Gretzky's <clears throat> involved with the gum company. I, I yeah. could see where if he had said, you know, what I did was I chewed gum when I was I got hungry rather than eat. I could see that maybe being a, but, but now, he, now knowing that he invested there's in no, this particular yeah, There's no gum, guarantee, but now, since we now found out he invested in it, then there's yeah. a problem. All right. Speaking go. of lying, here's a great stat. 53% of us Americans insist that we are good at spotting some people when they lie. <laughs> Why are you looking at me? <laughs> According to the survey, those who do, uh, do think they can spot a liar point to some obvious telltale signs okay. when someone is not being truthful. Yes. I'm doing the signs to Scooter. Oh, that I can always tell. Oh, I, I know. The, well, that's one of his, yeah. yeah. Uh, right. Of the uh, signs when people uh, are, are lying, uh, people are lying, is avoiding eye contact. Yeah, that's and He's looking one. away, see? That's a big Nervously one. talking. I don't get nervous. Uh, poker face. When it comes to a poker face, 24% of Americans believe they have an excellent poker face. 37% of people insist they can do a good job of lying to others. True. 
According to this, when someone asks if you like what they're wearing and you don't, that's a lie we tell 30% of the time. That's, that's you know, every husband. Or when you're out with your girlfriend, you like what I'm wearing? Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, you know. You like what I got? Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Why are you letting me hang out there? I'm letting you hang. According to this, that's one of the things we lie about. Uh, Lying may be wrong. There's several instances where people say it's okay to bluff every now and then. 30% of people say, yes, it's okay to lie about what, how someone looks and what they're wearing. They have to add something to that. It's called the need to know. That's when it's okay to lie. When people don't have the need to know something in life, you just tell them something else. That's not a lie. If you don't have the need to know, it's not a lie. I close my case, Judge. There it is. I'm sorry. That's the final testimony. That's all I need. You don't have the need to know. What else here? 30% of people say it's okay to lie when someone makes a horrible meal. Well, that yeah, you know. Yeah. Little yeah. too much salt. A lot of times you don't have to say a word. <laughs> no, not at all. Here's <laughs> one for you. How often are we uh, lied to? According to this, how often people are lying? According to a survey of Americans, we're using our poker face and we're lying 4.3 times a day. Average person thinks they're being lied to almost six times a day. <laughs> six times a day? <laughs> Somebody's lying to you. I love it. Hey. So when you ask how many times you lie, eh, about four times a day. Hey. How many times do you think you're being lied to? About six. About six. So somebody's lying about that. Somebody's lying. The, the takeaway is they don't have the need to know. That's why you can lie. <laughs> the need to know. That's right. News Radio WTAM 1100. This is Bill Wills, Agent Derek Meister, Geek of the Geek Squad, with a tech tip on different apps to help us track these things down. Not just uh, smartphones, right, Derek? Yeah, you know, uh, these days, uh, the the downside to things becoming so wireless through Bluetooth is is that it's so much easier just to to lose devices. Um, You know, uh, uh, people have those, uh, obviously, things like Tile or Apple AirTag to help them find items. But what about all those other mobile accessories? Everything from just, you know, general ear pods um, to to, um, hearing devices are now actually increasingly becoming available that are Bluetooth-enabled. A lot of times the easiest way to find these uh, is through Bluetooth itself. Um, there's some really great uh, apps out there. A uh, great example is the WonderFind app. That's uh, Wonder with a U. Uh, uh, WonderFind app for iOS and Android. Uh, this uh, device you get, or this app you go ahead and, and, and install it. It's free for most uses. When you go ahead and download it, it'll first ask you if you want to pay for a pro version. Just hit that. Uh, uh, just hit the X in the upper left corner. That's going to get you straight to the free version, and you can always pay for those added features down the line. Yeah. Um, what's really great what's really great about it is that as soon as you turn it on, uh, it's going to give you a list of not just every Bluetooth device that you've uh, in, uh, paired with your phone, but every Bluetooth device within about that 30 feet range. So you, you can go ahead and just uh, look through that list and find all those devices. I, I love the description of this because I downloaded this and was playing around with it some uh, yesterday when you sent this thing to me. It's almost like playing Marco Polo when you were a kid, or you hear the kids play yeah. it because you're walking around. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, there it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> When you bring it up, it's going to bring up a, a blue circle that will uh, change size depending on how close you are. It will give you a percentage out of 100. So if you see a small blue circle with about a score of 20%, you know you're not particularly close. But as you walk around, uh, you'll see that it gets larger to, say, 80%. You know you're nearly there. So it's just a really great way to find all those little devices. Um, it does when you uh, – when it when uh, the other thing that it does when it does list all those devices, it gives you a rough estimate of distance just based off of that signal. 
So again, just like you said, you're 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 playing Marco Polo with those devices. Um, uh, just an easy way to find them. Uh, the other neat thing about it, the the pro version um, is where you can just pay that four ninety nine for a lifetime upgrade. Uh, it gives you a, bunch, a couple other little features in there, like uh, uh, you'll gain access to where it'll play a sound uh, to find your lost devices, notifications when a device is lost or found. So, for example, you left something behind uh, or you happen to come back into range of a device you were looking for and it connects back up, uh, as well as just a map of the Bluetooth devices in your area where, you're, where you've last left them. So, again, you can use all the, re- the, the the basic finding feature completely free, and, again, it is available for both iOS and Android devices. And it's Wonder, W-U-N-D-E-R, if you're looking it up, right? Yeah, real easy to uh, to download on your phone and help you out. Okay, I, I retweeted that, so if you follow me on Twitter, at Bill Wills, WTAM, that's a good app. You got any more, uh, Derek? Oh, there's a couple other apps out there very similar uh, to that uh, that let you find them. Light Blue, Bluetooth, uh, BLE Device Finder. These give you pretty much the same kind of basic features, uh, but uh, they sometimes will ask for a little uh, for um, uh, to block some of the additional finding features uh, behind, behind your pay codes. And, of course, like we said, uh, people will go ahead and on uh, devices that they really want to keep. Uh, they'll go ahead and put things like uh, the Tile app, Chipolo, or Apple AirTags. Those are little Bluetooth finders that you can go ahead and attach to things. Yeah. Um, I have I have them attached to just about everything in my house that's important, uh, so that I can easily find them. Anything from remotes to uh, to cases for. Uh, uh, AirPods, stuff like that. So, again, it's just a couple different ways for you to find all those devices. Good tips. Agent Derek Meister, Geek at the Geek Squad. Follow him on Twitter, Agent3012. Derek, thanks much. Good info. Thank you. And we uh, are honored to have the official pro golf advocate and uh, announcer for the Wills and Snyder team in the morning, our friend Rob Schulze, who heads up the Northern Ohio Golf Association, also a PGA member on the hotline. Rob, good morning. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Guys. So I'm at Rain Tree yesterday raising money with charity with Circle K. Mike Snyder was out at Quail Hollow, and neither one of us had a hole in one. No, no, we did not. No, I, I didn't see one by anyone else either. Did you even hit a green? Me? Yeah. No. Okay. But sometimes, you know. Uh, the odds of a hole in one in golf are 12,500 to one, according to the hole in one registry. And I saw this on Twitter from Noga. They're a great follow. If you're on Twitter, follow the Northern Ohio Golf Association. There's been some history made with holes in one. Uh, tell me about this uh, here, Rob. It's been crazy lately. Uh, f- first of all, a couple uh, about a month ago, end of uh, end of July, I yeah. guess it was um, at Weymouth Country Club in the Invitational. There, uh, two teams vying or, or, or having a match against each other. Uh, first swing of the day, uh, two gentlemen went back to back hole in one wow. on the fifteenth hole there. And uh, actually ended up, because it's in a match play format, they tied the hole with hole-in-one. So they're, they're playing um, each other. It's correct. their first hole. One guy gets yep. a hole-in-one. Everybody's excited. Right. Yep. So you think you've yep. won the hole. Next guy comes up, he gets a hole-in-one, too. So you have the hole you in have the hole. hole. That's unbelievable. Right behind him. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, so it's, uh, yeah, uh, obviously an unbelievable thing, but uh, going to the going to the second hole of your match, and you're still tied after making a hole-in-one. <laughs> now, we also had a little history involving a, 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 a Noga event as well, correct? Yes. Yeah, yesterday. Um, yesterday, we were at Red Tail Golf Club for our, our net four-ball event, mm-hmm. and uh, we had two gentlemen, first group out of the day, the 8.30 tee time, got to the fifth hole there, about 149 yards, and uh, 
the two, again, it's a four-ball match, yeah. but this is uh, in a stroke play format, so yeah. they're just playing for score. Yeah. Um, the two gentlemen that they're playing with went, and then Brian Caputo got up on the tee for his team and hit a shot with a nine iron. Um, as he described it to me, it, it never left the flag and uh, hit close to the hole. They didn't know exactly had it if it had gone in, but his partner had kind of run around and looked and said, hey, I don't see a ball up there. Um, everybody kind of started going crazy, and wow. Jonathan then goes, you know, wait a second, I still need to hit. Um, so Jonathan gets up, and everybody's kind of halfway to the hole already because everybody wants to run down and see if the ball's in the hole. Jonathan <laughs> right. hits, right. does the same exact oh. thing, oh. hits a shot, never leaves the flag, oh. hits, and goes in. So we have back-to-back hole-in-ones again on the same team this time. Um, so, yeah, pretty incredible. First time in, in Noga's history, and... Seventeen million to one wow. to go back to back. To have. So there were two golf balls in the hole then when they got up. They there. did, yeah. Unbelievable. They took a picture of it, and uh, they described wow. it as two champions sitting down in the hole like that. Did so the other guy the use a nine iron too, or he used like a five he or did a six? Not. He used a pitching wedge. Pitching, excuse pitching me. Wedge. Drop yeah. the mic. Pitching yeah. wedge. Right, exactly. But the funny part about the, when they described it to me is. Uh, uh, I guess Brian had to make some phone calls business-wise, and yeah. he told Jonathan, hey, I may have to step aside. And Jonathan literally said to him, well, go ahead and knock it in, and then you'll have about 20 minutes to make phone calls. And and it, and it happened. So that's wow. pretty fantastic. incredible story. That's fantastic. That that, that's hey, Rob, uh, now, look, on Thursday, we're out at the uh, at Quill Hollow uh, for our annual Guardians golf outing. It's a scramble event. But if Mike or I were to have a hole-in-one, what do we do? Well, you would contact the golf shop there at Quail Hollow. Quail Hollow is a member club of of Noga. Okay, okay. Um, and so they they know the procedure. But okay. what they would do There's is a they're, they're going to get all your information, what oh, you get, the yardage of the hole, the yardage, okay. yeah. your name, name, the date, okay. and they're going to get all that to us. And okay. uh, and then we're going to get you a little bit of a commemorative souvenir money. Okay. So any any yeah. any time you would happen to have a hole in one, check with the pro shop. I just want to know Thursday what Absolutely. we need to do. Or if, yeah, you know, no, Jim Rosenhaus, I mean, he's on hold. He may have a hole-in-one, too. We just want to know the procedure. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, absolutely. When I was at Acacia, that was, you know, it was members or guests that came in, and we would report the hole-in-one to Noga, and, and Noga always did something very nice for their member clubs. So. Fantastic. Um, yeah, yeah, please, please let us know about it. Well, we, we hope to call you. <laughs> Well, All we'll right. see. I, I, I'll, be, I'll keep the fo- I'll keep the phone line open. Right, the line open. You don't yeah. have to worry about me, but maybe Bill. <laughs> Rob, thanks for checking in, and thanks for what you thanks, do. Rob. With, uh, no Those thanks, Rob. Those are incredible stories. Oh my God, Rob Schulze, head of the Anoka wow. Golf Association. Isn't that fantastic? Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job; it's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. T.A.M. 1100. Let's talk a split with Detroit. Bring in Jim Rosenhaus. Rosie, now you know if Thursday, if you're, I don't know if you're playing or not, but the next time you're out, if you have a hole-in-one, you know what to do. That's unbelievable. Unreal. <laughs> Two guys in the same group. I love the. Yeah, I have a call to take, so I'll just knock this in. Yeah, I'll knock this in. I need twenty if minutes. It was that easy, but we don't. I'd have people calling all the time. <laughs> knock it in. All right, let's talk baseball. How'd the rookie do last night? What'd you think first here? 
You know what? Xavier and Curry was okay. He, I thought he did a good job. Um, got the game through five and, and, uh, left in a close ball game. And, uh, I, I think what's so encouraging when, when you see someone make their major league debut, the last thing you want to see them do is nibble and not trust their stuff, so to speak. And he went right after the hitters. Uh, his command was decent. Um, probably has better command that he showed, but he challenged hitters and, and uh, made Detroit put the ball in play. And, and I think that was really encouraging. And uh, it's always fun to see someone uh, have a, a pretty successful major league debut. And I think he did. You've seen, uh, Jim, you've seen a lot of major league debuts this year, haven't you? That was the 14th. Wow. And I talked about it with Carl Willis uh, before the game, just talking about Curry. And, um, you know, he's been in the game a long, long time. And, and there's teams that, that have had a lot of major league debuts. And usually they're playing out the string at this point in the season because they're trying to find out about guys. And, and it's a young team that's not in contention. But I mean, I think each of the 14 has been a, a huge key to, to helping this team get where they are. Now, some have not had good debuts. Some, most of them have, but uh, I think it just shows uh, how strong the farm system has been, and then in most cases, how prepared those players or pitchers are when they get here. And Jim, Andres Jimenez, my goodness, uh, like as Tom called it when he hit that three-run homer, he's done it again and again and again. It's been incredible, the clutch hits he's provided this year, hasn't it? It really has, and, and look, it started from from very early on in the season, uh, he had some big hits late in games. I think it's now seven home runs from the sixth inning on. So about half his home runs have come. And, and not just when they're playing out the string in a game, it, it's games mm-hmm. that are on the line and he turns them around, uh, which is incredible. And I think something that's, that's really nice to see, uh, he made the all-star team at a very young age and then was named the starter because of an injury. And, Sometimes, you, you know, you see that happen for a player, and, and that's the highlight of their season. And right. maybe they don't do as well in the second half. But to him, it just seems like it spurred him on to do bigger and better things in the second half because he has been on fire since the All-Star break, and he was pretty good before the All-Star break. So so it's really great to see. He just keeps getting better and better. and um He's been a huge, huge key to the success of this team. Zach Plesak gets the ball tonight. Seven ten first pitch. Guardians game day starts our coverage at six on News Radio WTAM eleven hundred, home of the Guardians. You've never had a hole in one in Rosie. <laughs> no. I didn't. You I know didn't. what though? There was that one course that had the windmill in the middle of the hole. Yeah, and I think I, yeah, I got Nailed a hole it. in one on that one. Well, well, I know very Nailed often it. I've not seen my ball on the green. Yeah, that's, that, and you go up thinking. Yeah, I go up, but I, the last place I'd look would be the the hole. Though. But Rosie's a humble guy. I mean, we get a hung up, and then, you know, Hamilton call me and go, did you know he's had three? And I didn't know, so I just thought I'd ask. I mean, you know. From 150 yards, you never know what happens, Jim. Uh, I use a seven iron every time. <laughs> See ya. Jim Rosenhaus. Your Guardians update for the morning. By the way, Fan Fact Answer was, of course, former U.S. President Bill Clinton throughout the first-ever ceremonial pitch at then Jacobs Field, opening day April 4th, 1994. Your Fan Fact for the morning. You may see and hear more about on your smartphone out of uh, out of Florida. NASA, in an effort to send a woman to the moon, could take a step forward today. Space Launch System rocket will be a part of the Artemis 1 mission, expected to be rolled out 9 o'clock tonight over to Launch Pad 39B. This thing's expected to take off August 29th. Now, they're going to send this uh, the Orion capsule up around the moon and come back. 
And if everything works well, Artemis 2 in a couple of years heads up with a couple of astronauts uh, back to the moon. And then Artemis 3 scheduled for 2025. And she, whoever she is, will be on that flight. Not running your businesses on NetSuite is like trying to sink a putt with a cap pulled over your eyes. NetSuite by Oracle is the number one cloud financial system, giving you visibility and control of your financials, inventory, budgeting, and more. All in one place. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.